This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us here on this Thursday. And we hope to hear from you. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. As always, whatever is on your mind is what we want to hear about. so much to discuss i mean that day goes not a day goes by when uh interesting items don't pop up in the news this 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 murder of four young people four students at uh, university of idaho it's just it's mind-boggling that strange and they can't have still have not found a suspect or a murder weapon Four young people stabbed to death in a home, and two people apparently were there when it happened, but they're not being called witnesses or suspects, but they were there when police arrived, and a 911 call not made for hours until after, or well, for hours after these four young people were thought to have been killed. Incredibly strange, and uh, of course, one of the victims, a young man from Skagit County, a graduate of Mount Vernon High School uh, from Conway, uh, one of three triplets, a family's triplets, and uh, and the other two siblings, also students there at that same university, at the University of Idaho, and just a terrible, terrible story, and uh, and such a sad situation for that family, for the, uh, and just. Our hearts go out to them, and hopefully someone or an, a suspect or suspects will be brought in soon. You can just imagine the, the fear that's gripping that community. So uh, just yeah, uh, just uh, uh, and, and so just strange circumstances surrounding that whole thing. Uh, no police say no evidence of drugs involved. Um, parents say there was no love triangle Um at least the parents of Ethan, the young man, um, just what could have caused this? What what could have made this happen? And um, just the circumstances are just so so odd. But uh, lots of other, other things going on. Nancy Pelosi, no more Nancy Pelosi to, to demonize. I guess she'll still be in Congress, but she won't be in her leadership position for the Democrats. And Donald Trump seems to have lost his luster to for many Republicans. I mean, we're losing. Are we losing our boogeyman? Or in Nancy's case, a boogie woman. Uh, I don't know if that's a term, but um, and now do, who, who, how do we de- who do we demonize? I guess uh, Kevin McCarthy now uh, for the Democrats and for the left. And then um, well, we still have uh, Joe Biden and now we'll have Hunter front and center as uh, the Republicans take charge of uh, the House and promise uh, lots of investigations into the Biden family. So I guess what's good for the goose, good for the gander. That's, what, uh, that's the games we'll expect to see played in uh, Washington, D.C. in uh, coming years. An interesting discussion on globalism yesterday. I thought about it a little bit more, too. Um, and I think... And globalism doesn't simply refer to, I, I don't believe, at least in my mind, simply that, you know, the idea of uh, uh, move toward a, a one world government or that sort of thing. I think and and I know the the United Nations looked at as a as this um, uh, uh, an organization that can infringe on a on a nation's sovereignty, I suppose. But. I think we need to don't don't our don't nations need to cooperate because we are on a, you know, we're all stuck on this one globe and um, we're not going anywhere fast much as uh, Elon Musk would like to believe otherwise. Um, and is he the guy we want to have in charge of colonizing another planet? I don't I don't know that that's the best idea, but um, that's uh, that's what we, that's what we got going, but. Um, I think that you know, we need to cooperate on a global uh, scale, absolutely. And uh, our economies are intertwined. Our na- and nation's economies are intertwined. And 
and I, I think we have to understand what uh, what 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 really what reality is. We can't wall off our country from the rest of the world and see it become be uh, successful. And Starbucks on strike today. Uh, we had at least two stores here in Bellingham that were shut down with strikers outside. Uh, I went down and talked to some of the strikers outside of uh, Starbucks down there at King Street, King and Iowa. And uh, they say they're overworked and understaffed and um, not treated fairly. Starbucks there's a unionization effort uh, around the country at Starbucks restaurant or Starbucks stores, I should say, uh, Starbucks coffee shops. And um, is this part of a, a larger uh, movement to unionize? And uh, will we see a return of unions? They've been at almost a historic low since, uh, I mean, since, since unions became a thing in recent years, they've been... Uh, you know, fewer and fewer, especially uh, private employers, uh, employees rather, have been uh, unionized. But uh, public uh, unions, uh, public employee unions have been stronger. But um, well, what are your thoughts on some of these things or really anything today? That's what we do here on KGMI Connects. And uh, let's go to John in Ferndale. But my call screener and uh, producer Josh uh, Josh says it's not that John. So, hi, John. Welcome to the program. Yes. Uh, so I just want to, I'm a little bit confused about uh, Chuck Schumer. Okay. Um, he's in favor of abortion, but he wants to make all illegal immigrants, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, the citizens legal and so okay illegal citizens. yeah anybody okay. any anyone uh, I mean he's got up to fifteen million or something like that that would be uh, immigrants that are come across here illegally but they want to make them all citizens so I I don't understand his philosophy if he's a if and uh, he said it was because of uh, employment and the workforce well. If you knock out the uh, abortion, I don't think uh, we would have a problem as a workforce. But on the workforce thing, technology has replaced a lot of people. So I don't know where Chucky comes from and, uh, you know, what he's thinking down the road. But he doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, All right. They're kind of two different issues, though, I think, don't you, when you're talking about uh, the issue of abortion or reproductive rights? I mean, you're talking about someone's ability to uh, a woman's ability to determine whether or not she'll have a baby when she becomes pregnant. And uh, I think immigration is kind of a different issue, is it not? No. Well, no, he was talking about that's why that's why they want to make them all all the illegal uh, citizens because of, of the, you know, the, we're not producing enough kids anymore in this country. Okay. And so that's what he's saying. Now, I saw a clip on him last about 10, 15 years ago, and he was, you know, he was against this illegal immigration and everything else. And now he's done 180% flip-flop. The guy is just all over the map, but, okay. you know. I, I don't understand uh, his philosophy and uh, what he's going for, but, you know. Now, the right. woman's choice, the woman's choice is not when she gets pregnant or something or has a baby. It's before, but, uh, you know, it's at conception time. If, you know, that was the choice she made back then. And so, you know, <laughs> you can't have it both ways, you know. you okay. got to you got to have it, you know, one way or the other, you know, and uh, a woman's choice is right. But, you know, she didn't have to uh, crawl in the back seat. Okay. All right. Um, all right. All right, John, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I, I, I guess it's not always that simple of a choice for a woman. And I think when uh, two people engage in that sort of activity, that they're not always doing it with the intention of creating another human being, but it does happen, obviously, um, whether intentional or not. Uh, but uh, let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. 
Hello. Um, I've been thinking about the population issue and sexuality and so forth, too. And I would guess the um, a common goal might be to make abortion rare. You know, I don't think you can make it illegal and stamp it out. That's kind of harsh. But um, Well, I would agree, you know. We you know a- I think, I, I, I guess that, in, you know, make it, well, and that's been the the goal, I think, is to have it available to people if they if they if they choose to do it. But you know, counsel people and say, "Hey, we yeah. have these other alternatives." There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but because the birth yeah. control, I think we need you know good birth control. Uh-huh. And I, I, you know, I'm for the legal right to abortion. But the irony is, is that. Uh, you know, people worry that there are too many kids at the border. Well, Planned Parenthood helps funding um, organizations in Central America and so forth where there's more kids being born than they can handle, maybe. But Republicans always cut the funding off of Planned Parenthood. But main thing I was going to talk about is gay rights and some about the transgender issue, too, and that is... Uh, like I hear sometimes Rich in Ferndale, he says, um, we're one of the best, we're of the best country for being gay. I would say there were other countries that were better, like maybe Canada or some of the Western European countries. But I would say in this country, we are very, very tolerant of gay people compared to much of the world. Uh-huh. Like, um, you know, like uh, Iran, for instance, or Russia, or some of those countries where, like Nigeria, you you know, a lot of the African countries are pretty anti-gay, and their populations are growing so fast that they're overflowing with refugees trying to get out of those countries. And, well, something I thought about transgender issues, back in the 50s, we thought being male and female was cut and dried, but science is advanced now, and we're finding out that gender's a little more fluid. And, of course, it does mean we have to change a bit. Kind And one of the problems is sports. You know, you have the women's sports and the men's sports. But I've often thought we, we've emphasized competition too much in society rather than lifelong fitness. And a friend of mine came up with an idea, and that is we divide teams rather than by gender by uh, physical strength uh-huh. and weight. Like wrestling teams, sometimes they have different classes for weight classes. And another way that people are divided is by age. So, you you know, you have the top football players that are often young men, but you, then you have, uh, you know, like certain races and marathons will have different categories for different ages. Like you have like 60 and above and, and like 30 and to 45 and, and the different ages. And the problem is that we're so celebrity conscious that we we only watched only the big man male young football teams will draw money into the schools but um, some of the other sports might be just as interesting you know watch 50 year olds or that are you know not quite you know (laughs) not have everybody have to be top dog (laughs) there you go yeah exactly that sounds interesting yeah you would have a you know, 50, 50 to 60-year-old uh, flag football league. I, I don't know. It might be interesting. <laughs> Especially if you it like, like more, watching train wrecks, you know. I don't know. But. <laughs> well, it be more participatory, <laughs> yeah. too, because, you know, you have marathons where you have people in their 70s and so forth that compete against each other. Yeah. Well, now that you're on to something, and maybe there's a network uh, producer that's tuning in that uh, might <laughs> We might be seeing this, you know, uh, yeah. 70s survivor, something like that. Thanks, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate well, one it. of the things is in Pullman, they, at the football team there, they the men's football team is supposed to generate its own revenue uh, from TV revenue, but they're not getting enough revenue. And part of the reason is because of the pandemic, but they've got a lot of expenses 
so from what I understand, they're they're like close to eighty million dollars in debt right now. Yeah, so the yeah. state kind of has to pay. So the big time sports isn't necessarily always the best way to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Robert. Appreciate your call. Thanks. And we've got uh, other folks on the line. We'll get right to them and to you here in just a moment. Three six zero six seven six five four six four. It's KGMI Connects. Business owners, developers, and property managers, if you need to get your fire sprinkler system up to code, tested, or repaired, trust Columbia Fire as your true one-stop shop for annual testing, maintenance, and installation. Marty Bootstra here with Columbia Fire, and we've protected the Northwest for over 35 years. Columbia Fire offers quick same-day service, so if it's urgent, we're here 24-7. Schedule your fire sprinkler service at ColumbiaFire.net. That's ColumbiaFire.net. Ooh, hey, Paul. Fancy seeing you here at Volley's. Planning to play a little pickleball? Oh, hi, Howard. Great to see you, too. But what's this? Stuck in line? Oh, my, what a pity. Looks like you might not get onto a court until closing time. Yeah, well... I'd better be off. Don't want to miss my reservation on court two. Got to get to work on my dink shot from the kitchen. Hope to see you at the office tomorrow. If you're not still... Waiting in line. <laughs> Paul doesn't want to wait for a pickleball court, and neither do you. Volley is now open. Become a monthly member for just $49 for your first month and play two free bonus hours every day at Bellingham's largest new pickleball sports center. Members also get priority sign-up for league play. Volley is now open year-round for competitive and recreational pickleball from 7 a.m. till 11 p.m. seven days a week with 24,000 square feet of indoor pickleball fun plus cornhole, darts, shuffleboard, and a state-of-the-art golf simulator. To learn more and sign up for league play visit volleybellingham.com want to win big we're celebrating 50 years at baron hi i'm john baron owner of baron heating ac electrical and plumbing and i'm brad baron fourth generation here at baron i'll never forget the tools in dad's garage and the paperwork on mom's table as our home became the beginnings of baron heating our humble start grew into the baron of today serving five counties and providing careers for over 200 families since 1972 customers have been the heart of our business and today those family values are put into every job we do we love this community and want to celebrate with savings on solar, generators, plumbing, air duct cleaning, and more. Plus, save 20% on services like annual maintenance as a Silver Shield member. And five people will win 5,000 Baron bucks towards any Baron service or installation. Book through November 30th to be entered to win. From all of us at Baron, thank you. We look forward to serving you for the next 50 years. Baron Heating, AC, Electrical, and Plumbing. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit We're taking your calls live. On KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Thursday afternoon. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's Joe today? I'm doing well. Another beautiful about, fall day. Yeah, yeah. Nice weather out there. A little, little crisp, but um, just bundle up a little bit more. It's nice. It's all right. So the earlier caller, John in Ferndale, not the regular john but this is a i know him very well he's been in ferndale for well over 80 years born there worked there his whole life i feel bad for people of that generation to see what's happening and the people this entitlement of the young you know the young generation thinks that everything has to be handed to at least it seems that way everyone's going to work on a computer no one's going to go out and do the hard work but he was talking about abortion he had a good point you know it does relate to population we have had an average of, in 20 years ago, it was 4,000 a day abortions. Now it's under three. So that is good. But you do the math on that, that is far more people than what come across the southern border the last 20 years. And those would have been people that were raised here by us, our culture, our values. Not, you know, when people come here from another country, they have to be educated. They have, well, and how many of them even know English? I mean, what a shame to think we're taking in. Thousands of people per day that can't speak the language, and what a burden that is to immediately feed and clothe them and then have translators or some sort of technology so they can do the basic functions of eating and living. And according to Anderson Cooper, you can't even work the first, you know, until you have your hearing on your asylum, which is years away. So they, they must be working illegally when they do get here, but somehow that's okay. So abortion does play into the population thing. I was going to talk about globalism, but there's always so many good callers, you know, that they... The get subject has changed. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, okay. But it's, it's, that's a lot of people. If you think about how many people that would have been, and, you know, some of them could have been doctors and lawyers, and some of them 
course, some probably would have been criminals too. Mm-hmm. But you just never know. Yeah. And ninety-eight percent of abortion is elective for social and personal reasons, not medical, not the life of the mother, not rape, not incest. That's a very small percentage. So that is, it's just a thing. You know, maybe you got to be a little more careful when you're doing certain things, and maybe you should get a vasectomy, or maybe if you don't want to have kids, get fixed. And, you know, there's things you can do, but, and being that it's government funded, that's the real rub for people who don't agree with it, is that some money goes, you know, Planned Planned Parenthood gets government dollars to operate. Well, and I've made this point before, and I know you've poo-pooed it, but they do uh, segregate the dollars that they get from the government from what they get and from other donations, and and it does not they they are able to segregate that that money to uh, for for other um, right. But when you uh, services do money internally, provide. when you handle money internally, you can say whatever you want, write whatever you want on paper. Don't mean anything. The company that does this does get money, and they do do that. So, yeah, they might shuffle the money around. And I've also looked up online because it's public information, their budget and all that. There is nowhere. You can find out what percentage of their revenue is related to abortion. That is totally hidden. They only say number of services, and that's all services in one, and number of dollars, their yearly budget, and their assets. It's like three or four pages, real simple, real bunched together. I think if that was separated and people could see it, they would not like it, and that's probably why it's not listed. Because well, it's, it might it might be a large percentage of people go, oh, we don't want to do that. So, well, there you know there are a lot of people that don't like the money that they pay in taxes to go toward killing or have sending. Like what sort of killing? Well, I'm what talking sort of about killing? you know contributing to the military. I just to say, well, that's I mean, generally to, defensive. That's right, defensive. but you know, we're not, but there we're not are people that we're not a conquerors. But but that but but we spend you know hundreds of billions of dollars every year on on defense. That's uh, we you know on on the yeah, military. Probably we spend hundreds of millions of dollars on on weapons of war, and there are a lot of people that say I wouldn't, I don't want to have to spend my money on weapons that will that are made to kill human beings. Um, and I mean, so where do you, you know, who, who's, who's, uh, well, morals overrule the others? I, you know, and I, and I understand the whole, uh, the whole baby debate. Is an innocent thing. But, they haven't done nothing yet. You know, they're not criminals. They're not, they're just haven't even had a chance to take a breath. Yeah. Still, I just think that, uh, the government that's, I mean, when you're in, you know, in, involving the government, the government when the government is involving itself that deeply into someone's personal life, that that is a lot a, lo- a loss of freedom. That I mean, if no, we're going to talk why, freedom, tell me and, how the government isn't they're involved because we're paying for it. They're, they're, the government is saying you have become pregnant, you will have that baby, you will carry Joe, that that ba- that, that child. That's not to, an accident. No, no, the Joe, government is saying. The government is Joe, saying you will carry that child to term, regardless of, of how it happened. Nope. In many states, regardless of how it happened, even if it wasn't your fault, you are carrying that baby to term. Joe, I mean, that's just the reality. Go ahead. Does the, does the government tell you to take your next breath? Are you? Does yeah. The government well, you yeah. The, the government breath? will do what it can. If I if I say I'm going to kill myself, the government's going to do what it can to stop me. So is that unnecessary involvement in our life? Should we be able to kill ourselves? It's different. Because the in, government is for government. Joe is the, the government it's di- you to no, live it, right now. <laughs> it's 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 a, there are different <laughs> issues, Rich. It's okay. A, well, we'll continue our well we'll continue our conversation at another time. We definitely will, and um and, and, and it's always. It's always lively, that's for sure. Appreciate it, Rich. Let's go to Michelle in Bellingham's been holding on. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Boy, I have to say, you are handling it today. Oh, uh, well, that's right. I, I, mean, uh, I, I, I don't know everything either, but, you know. No, no. Well, that's one of the charming things about you is you don't come across as a know-it-all the way some of the other people on the station sometimes come across. Not local people, but people like Prager, you know. But anyway, um, who, you know, whom I disagree with an awful lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, um, although he is interesting, I'll say that much for him. But what I was going to talk about is this, uh, uh, you know, four college students murdered uh, yeah. near the campus at the U of I in, in oh, Moscow. Yeah. Now, that's a fairly peaceful community, and 
they have relatively little crime and problems there historically. Mm-hmm. But um, the one thing is I heard a video today. Uh, they were um, broadcasting on the radio. I wasn't watching on TV at the time. They were broadcasting a video of two of the murdered girls talking at a food truck at close to 2 a.m. in the morning. I think they said it was 1.51 a.m., and they were outside at a food truck. Now, uh-huh. that in itself, you know, may or may not be significant, but they say they were murdered an hour or two later. That was the latest report I heard. Uh-huh. Now, how close that is to true, I don't know, but that may account for the two um, other students who were in the home who were not attacked and who may, I believe they said they were upstairs. Once again, the police, well, I'll get to that in a second. They were upstairs and maybe, I'm I'm just speculating here, maybe they were conked out because they'd had a lot to drink or who knows, you know, there's so many things that can happen. But anyway, it's probably unfair to speculate. But as far as the police go, now, you know, I'm very pro-police when they're well-trained, and and uh, I do believe they have one of the toughest jobs on earth, and uh, and they see the worst of mankind on a daily basis. But what I have to say, though, here, this is, an, this is a very bizarre example, because the first police, the first thing they said was that the public didn't have anything to worry about because this was a targeted killing. Mm -hmm. Well, if it's a targeted killing, and once again, I understand that the police do not, and the detectives do not always want to reveal everything for any number of reasons, but when it involves public safety, and I know how panicky those, I know somebody over there, and I know how panicky many people are, especially the students at the university, and it, um, it's a terrible situation when they said it was a targeted killing, but they gave no information whatsoever about who, um, you know, who likely or possibly committed the murder. In other words, who was the the person who was uh, targeting these students? Yeah. Now, granted, it could have been uh, several different possibilities. Um, I suspect the killer, if it wasn't some kind of burglary gone wrong or something like that, I suspect the killer may have been a college student himself that lost his mind, as as has happened in various things in our society the last few years. But what I'm really thinking about, Joe, is that um, this, apparently there was blood everywhere, in the house, and it wasn't just in small spots. So that implies that these four uh, students fought for their lives, Um, you know, and also how in the world would, unless they were also asleep and whoever killed them stabbed them all very quickly, I suppose that's possible, but um, depends on how close they were all together. But in general, you would think that they would have fought for their lives. I know the young man was an athlete at Mount Vernon High School, and they would have fought for their lives, and they would have, and that may account for the the, the uh, blood. But nevertheless, um, it's hard for me to imagine how one person could stab to death four people. Um, so apparently uh, efficiently. And in other words, we don't, we need, and also we need to know as soon as possible. And once again, I really don't want to criticize the police because I don't think we know enough yet to do that. But nevertheless, we need to know as soon as possible. And by we, I mean, particularly the people over there, but all of us need to know um, why and how this occurred, how it happened, um, what likely seems to have happened, and just how dangerous this person is who's uh, still on the loose. Yeah, I think and, and, committed the crime is on the loose. Right, Michelle, and I appreciate your call. And I, I suspect, I think, uh, I, I guess we have to have faith that uh, the police are withholding this, uh, this whatever they know, uh, in in interest of furthering the investigation and catching these this person or people. Uh, because, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I mean, uh, we all have questions, but you just can imagine how the families are feeling. We, I've got to take a quick break. I got other folks on the line. We'll get right to you here on KGMI Connects. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. Our agents can review your plan options and assist you in finding the plan that best suits you and your family's needs. To be sure you have the most cost effective Effective coverage for 2023? Give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111. Carpet Liquidators is growing and we're celebrating with our lowest prices of the year. Our warehouses are full of brand name carpet and flooring like Mohawk Smart Strand Silk Forever Clean, the most durable, easiest to clean carpet on the planet. In stock and ready for immediate installation. For a limited time, purchase any Mohawk Smart Strand product and we'll install it in your home for free. That's right, free installation. See store for details. Locally owned and operated with six Western Washington locations. And coming soon to Lacey. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today at westmechanical.net to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. We go right back to the phones, and John down near Big Lake in Skagit County joins us. Hi, John. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the program. Good to have you. I have to apologize. I have to apologize. I have a very uh, hoarse voice today, but I'll try and muddle through. All right. No problem. uh, When you were talking about the poor souls at... uh, Starbucks. Starbucks. I'd just like to make a comparison. When I was going to college, I uh, worked for a dairy farmer. I was milking cows. At 3.30, I had to be in the barn because the milk had to be cold by 10 when the truck arrived. And I'd have to be out of there by 7, go home, shower and dress, grab my books. And because I was in a technical program, every quarter we had an 8 o'clock class. About one or two, depending on the schedule, I'd leave and go home and do homework until 4 o'clock, and then I had to be back in the barn. If I got out of there at 9 o'clock, I was lucky. Sometimes it was 10. I'd go home and work until 11 or 12 on homework, and then I'd I'd, uh, be up at 3.10 the next morning to be in the barn at 3.30. He had 400 cows. Uh-huh. There was no uh, shed over the holding pen, so if it was raining, they were soaking wet. There was no pit parlor. It was a nine-stanchion barn, and, you know, we, I, there was one other guy there, and so we each pushed around 200 Holsteins. Um, I always worked six days a week during those two two years, and I had a few Sundays off. Now, if the folks at uh, Starbucks think they're being abused, well, they maybe maybe are. What they should do is go get a get a job on a dairy farm milking cows, and then they can just kind of lean back and go with the flow. All right, <laughs> then they'll see how that so, uh, that frothy uh, latte is uh, well, where it's sourced. I, I get so sick and tired of these snowflakes. Just right. <laughs> thinking. In a perfectly dry, warm location, and they're overworked and understaffed. I'll tell you, the guy I worked for was understaffed. That's why I worked the way I did. But you know, do do you ever do you ever wonder about people who have nothing but complaints when they have a damn good job? You know, how many hours a day do they work? Yeah, well, there yeah there are always complainers, no matter where you work. And always well, people that won't be happy, and um, and and I guess in some situations like this, or you look at some of these, I, I, I you know, I I don't know. I I go back and forth, and I guess it's up to everyone to decide. You know, how am I being treated? 
I wonder if um, if the coffee industry is where unions are really needed, but I, if that's what these folks want, I guess that's what they want. But um, well, the the best, or I wouldn't say the best, some of the best advice I ever ever uh, received was on on this same topic. Yeah. And the fellow I was talking to leaned back and he said, "You know, John, life is a process of finding better work." Well, and it if is. they don't like what they're doing, All just right. go find better work. All right, John. Appreciate but don't sit back and complain. Yeah, Thanks. exactly. Thank you, Appreciate it. Yeah, and that I I can only imagine that uh, um, you know that schedule that uh, he worked. Uh, he, I, I don't know how he kept his eyes open at school. But let's go to uh, our friend, the Rambler, Ken, up there in oh, Custer. Hey, Ken. I I have to ditto John so much. And, you know, in just every way, I was never a dairy. I've seen enough, though, on some of these. Oh, my. I always tried to avoid physical work. But there's the problem with Robert's idea. Nobody wants to see me play sports now. I would have dove for that in the old days. But <laughs> self-control just grabbed the better of me. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to. I don't know. It, might be kinda, it might be kind of entertaining. Well, it could be, but like I, you know, when I was talking to Bill last, you know, and it kind of came up, the originally way way we did our vice presidents, it was the guy that got the second amount of electoral votes. So imagine the entertainment from the last couple, three elections. Hmm. Anyway, but you know, I want to go a different way now, strangely enough. Okay. This one story on the guy that took advantage of an old lady. Uh-huh. And sold nine hundred thousand, and they were homeless, living in a, hotels and stuff. I am the last. You know, I am the last person to say government should take it. But at some point, somebody should have been saying, "Wait a minute, if she's got this much money, can't we at least like get her a cabin on a cruise ship?" And she, I mean, good yeah. luck. You know, she could, and you know, she had nine hundred thousand to steal. I'm not saying you know the state should take over, but you know, there's there's some empty in that guy's soul. But you know, still, it shouldn't be. At some point, somebody should have said, "What? They're living in hotels." Yeah, and, yeah. I, you know, I, and, you know I, I have a personal, you know, kind of grudge on the. But you know, I don't want the government taking care of me in a lot of ways. The worst things that ever happened to me was the government taking care of me. But then again, by the same token, our bottom here is so wonderful compared to anywhere else. Yeah. You know, well, technically, I could use the, oh, I'm in this business. And yeah, those Starbucks people, oh my gosh. Gosh, golly gee, you know, when I was a senior in high school, I only worked 30 hours a week because, well, I needed to get by. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, I we've all had our crosses and you know, uh I seriously. Uh, oh, there's the good one. Every job I've ever been told, Oh, that's easy, I've always said, Why don't you go get certified to do it? There you go. Mm-hmm. And then do it for six months and we'll talk because nobody ever tells me being a laborer on a construction site was easy, or a dishwasher, but they're like, oh, bus driver and flag. Do it for a while, dude. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, get qualified to be a bus driver. Do it for six months, and then we can talk about how easy it is to just drive a 60-foot bus. All right, Ken. Well, and then we'll we'll talk more about uh, maybe this this old guy's league of (laughs) – I think that's got some it's got some potential. Uh, but uh thanks for your call, Ken. We'll take a quick break, be back with more in just a moment. We want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. Ooh, hey Paul. Fancy seeing you here at Volley's. Planning to play a little pickleball? Oh hi, Howard. Great to see you too. What what's this? Stuck in line? Oh my, what a pity. Looks like you might not get onto a court until closing time. Yeah, well... I'd better be off. Don't want to miss my reservation on court two. Got to get to work on my dink shot from the kitchen. Hope to see you at the office tomorrow. If you're not still, 
waiting in line. <laughs> Paul doesn't want to wait for a pickleball court, and neither do you. Volley is now open. Become a monthly member for just $49 for your first month and play two free bonus hours every day at Bellingham's largest new pickleball sports center. Members also get priority sign-up for league play. Volley is now open year-round for competitive and recreational pickleball from 7 a.m. till 11 p.m. seven days a week with 24,000 square feet of indoor pickleball fun, plus cornhole, darts, shuffleboard, and a state-of-the-art golf simulator. To learn more and sign up for league play, visit volleybellingham.com. Dewey Griffin Subaru is driven by one simple concept. If we all give a little, we'll all have a lot. These days, the Dewey motto rings truer than ever. Kindness, care, and safety have never been more important. That's why Subaru and the Dewey Griffin team are doing their part to keep you and your loved ones safe while driving. Need a new Subaru? Stop by Dewey Griffin during the Subaru Share the Love event to learn more about special ordering a Subaru locally from Dewey Griffin to build your own Subaru and support a dealership that supports our community. From the Ascent to the Outback, from the Forester to the Impreza, and the all-new Crosstrek. A Subaru from Dewey will get you and your family where you need to go, safely. Need service? Check out Dewey's Express Service Center. It's fast, convenient, and best of all, there's no appointment necessary. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-driven and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in the county. During the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to purchaser or lessee selected national and hometown charities. See retailer or Subaru.com slash share for details. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. Our agents can review your plan options and assist you in finding the plan that best suits you and your family's needs. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2023, give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. We go to the phones, and John in Ferndale joins us. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Um, Yeah, I remember uh, working on a dairy farm for a couple years. Uh, I wasn't in the milking parlor. I was was in the the stalls and stuff, uh, taking care of uh, the business, you know. Putting down calcium carbonate and and, and uh, sawdust and stuff. And okay, it's a different skill set when you're working around cows. It's kind of like you're you're you know you're you're you're, you're you don't have uh, to deal with the public constantly coming at you and being difficult. And yeah, I think Starbucks workers should uh, form a union, absolutely, especially because you know they don't. They're not going to the kind of jobs that people have now at Starbucks don't pay what jobs used to pay back in the day. Everyone knows that with the price of housing and whatever. Um, I was wondering what you thought, Joe Tian, about uh, Mike Pence. And uh, did you happen to see any of his interview from ABC News? Uh, uh, ABC. I saw a little bit of it. Um, was it? And he was on CNN. Was he not? Um, yeah, because he's uh, selling a book. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, you know, if you want to know the details of what he thinks or what he thought about the planning of the crimes on January 6th and what he knew and didn't know, you got to read the book. Okay. And I think, you know, it really sucks because the January 6th committee needs him to testify. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that because this, that, and the other. It was too, wasn't bipartisan enough. And we all know why it wasn't, because Kevin McCarthy and everything else. And, uh, you know, for a full, I mean, the thing is, I just wonder who he thinks he is going to vote for him. Because he's persona non grata with the Trump party. I guess he still thinks he's running for the Republican nomination, but. He didn't realize there is no Republican Party anymore. It's the Trump Party. He's not going to win me over with, I appreciate what he did on January 6th, but if you won't even testify for the record, the fullness of the truth of what you knew, his staff, Mark Short and and the others, they've all testified. Oh, no, he's going to hold out. You know, he's holier than thou. I mean, he's the one Trump should be calling sanctimonious, not, not, not Ron DeSantis. And by the way, I don't like... Ron DeSantis. I wouldn't want to live 
in a state where Ron DeSantis is the governor, but he got a 20% margin. So the people down there like him, and they think he's doing a great job. And just hearing Mr. Sour Grapes, ex, ex-president, uh, you know, so so angry that he's got to call him. He's, he's calling Ron DeSantis fat. Well, buddy, look in the mirror. I mean, it's just ridiculous that our politics has to be lowered into the gutter by Trump and his acolytes and his his MAGA morons. All right. There we got it. <laughs> Thanks, John. I haven't heard from you this week, and I thought we'd, uh, you know, we'd, we'd, sooner or later we'd get reaction to you for, from you from, uh, well, at least, uh, well, then here we got Donald Trump running for president again, so I guess he's not completely gone away. I was saying early in the program that we're, you know, the, both sides losing their boogeymen with uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, saying she's not going to uh, uh, continue as uh, in a leadership position for her party there in uh, in the House. And uh, Donald Trump, the sheen coming off for uh, Republicans of Donald Trump, it seems. As, but uh, still not, you know, he's, he's still got John in his grips, which is all right. I mean. That's okay. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back and have time to take your calls. 360-676-5464 here on KGMI Connects. Hi, I'm Lorraine from Lorraine's Window Coverings. We offer our clients the best of both worlds, a store full of the latest affordable Graber products, including remote control options. And then we come to you with just the right samples and our professional installers do the rest. We're a family-owned and operated business that's been serving our community for over 25 years. We always strive to go up above and beyond to make sure our customers are as happy as this recent reviewer. We had a wonderful experience. Our consultant came to our house, took measurements, and made recommendations based on our needs. Once approved, we were given a timeline, which was spot on. Installation was scheduled, and the installers arrived on time and worked efficiently. The price was reasonable, and the outcome was even better than we expected. Need window treatments? Check out Lorraine's window coverings online, and then just call. 738-8175. Call Lorraine for your new blind. Lorraine's Window Coverings in Bakerview Square. Heating emergencies happen. When your house is freezing, you need help and make it quick. Contact Clean Air Heating and Cooling. Their trucks are ready to go with everything needed to repair your Lennox furnace, heat pump, or fireplace. This winter, keep Clean Air Heating and Cooling on speed dial for all your heating emergencies. Call or text 398-9400 for 24-7 repair service. When heating emergencies happen, count on the professionals at Clean Air Heating and Cooling, a Lennox dealer. Online at callcleanair.com. This is Undersheriff Doug Chadwick with the Whatcom County Sheriff's Office. We continue to get reports of scammers impersonating local law enforcement officers over the phone, demanding payment for alleged offenses like missing jury duty or something similar. They might claim you have a warrant for your arrest. Often, they are very demanding and can be quite convincing. Let me be clear, we will never call you and demand money or any other type of payment. If you receive one of these calls, please hang up. Be well and be safe message from the Whatcom County Sheriff's Office and the Cascade Radio Group. I'm Deanna Harrelock. I'm here to keep you informed with the morning news from 6 to 9 a.m. But even with all that time in the morning, there's still so many things I want to talk about. You know, beyond the morning news. And now I have the chance to give you exactly that. Head on over to KGMI.com mornings for extended conversations on everything that might not be making headlines. My thoughts on travel, food, music, and hey, maybe a little bit of culture. Beyond the Morning News updates every Tuesday on KGMI.com slash mornings. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. We do have time to take your calls on uh, whatever is on your mind. In the meantime, some of my thoughts. What's on my mind? And we've been talking about Starbucks and the, so their workers at their unionized stores striking today. Hundred some stores. I mean, it's a drop in the bucket, obviously, when you're talking about nine thousand stores here in the U.S. But these workers have unionized, and they say, "Hey, we don't think we're being treated fairly." It's a multi, multi, multi-billion-dollar company, and they say, "Hey, we want you to take a little bit better care of us." I think they have that right. Then there are those who say, well, if you don't like your working conditions, go get a job somewhere else. But then many of the folks who would say that to these Starbucks workers were coming unglued when 
Governor Inslee and others said, get vaccinated or you can't work here. <laughs> like they had some kind of a, you know, divine right to keep their job, even though their employer was saying, hey, you need to do this to keep your job or to work here in the first place. Just a little irony I'm pointing out there. But uh, let's go to our friend Tim in Everson. Hey, Tim. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Good evening. Yeah. Well, we're almost good evening. Yeah. So I'll put my two cents in here. I was, okay. I had, I've had one job. I haven't had many jobs in my life, but from the age of 16 to 20, I had a job uh, at a grocery store that I belonged to a union. Uh-huh. And they were, the union itself, in my opinion, was worthless. Uh, When you needed them for something, you wouldn't get any help. And you paid your union dues. And a guy could argue that, well, they did get you holiday pay and did get you this. But in four years of working there, I called my union and I got no help. Zero. So maybe that's an outlier, but with today's job market, I know you guys struggled for help in in recruiting people and getting people there. It's not that hard to go get another job. It really isn't. If you don't like where you're working at, you know, my dad said, if you're not happy, Tim, it's not doing you any good. And I would say that did make, this was in the late 70s, early 80s, I worked there from age 16 to 20, I got paid good money. But I also did a good job. And I think that if 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 you're a good worker, period, you can go out and, and, and within six months of going into a place, the, the employer is going to realize what they have, and you will be rewarded without a union. Okay. Well, I and I appreciate your thoughts, Tim. I've worked uh, in union shops a couple of times in my life. I w- worked uh, for a time. I was uh, I worked for UPS. This was uh, several decades ago when I was younger, <clears throat> and I worked as the guy who one of the people who preload. I was a preloader, loaded the truck, the delivery truck, and I tell you, it was hard work. And you know, I get when I got hired, I I was happy with the hourly wage. It was higher than what I had been making before at other jobs. And I thought this pretty good wage. I, at first bristled a little bit because I did have to pay these union dues. And I was like, well, why do I pay them? And then I started to realize, well, the contract that they had, that they had uh, negotiated with the company guaranteed me at least uh, some decent rest breaks and uh, lunch break and some, some basic protections on the job. And and uh, once again, I I'm, was a pretty good wage that I was making. It was hard work still. didn't make the work any easier, but it maybe made it a little, easy, a little more tolerable because uh, of the conditions. Um, that was one case. I also was uh, a member of another union. <clears throat> this was a musician's union in a, different, a big city that I lived in. And it really didn't do a whole lot. And wages uh, for working musicians hadn't gone up much for decades and that's because the same leadership was in place. It had gone, the, the, the union had gotten kind of um, atrophied under the leadership. Well, then another guy ran for the presidency and took it over. And lo and behold, and started to fight in these fights. And wages went up. And uh, what we were making uh, went way up, actually. And so it just depends, I think, a lot, too, on leadership and uh, how the union is, is run. So just some thoughts, and we'll be back tomorrow to take yours here on KGMI Connect.